Hello and welcome to Philly Sports Fans, the podcast where we talk about your Philadelphia Eagles and the most current topics surrounding the team. Also, we take deep dives into the long, rich history of the National Football League. We are here to provide you with in-depth analysis, comments, and debates on your favorite team. I'm your host, Matthew. And I'm your co-host and producer, Evan. Welcome back to the Philly Sports Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. And I'm your co-host, Evan. We are about to go into an, an Around the NFL segment. So, yes, we both now, uh, while we don't like it, there's more than one team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. While we all love our Eagles, we have to talk about some of the other I think we hate the Eagles the more than we love them now. Yes, but, oh, wow. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. All right. Let's get this segment started with Evan's top five plays of the year so far. So let's take it away with number five. All right, my number five play of the year is uh, Josh Allen versus the Bills. Uh, he had Isn't an- Josh Allen on the Bills? It's against the Dolphins. Oh, I'm sorry, against the Dolphins. Josh Allen had an angry run. Uh, he broke two tackles by smothering Dolphins defenders into the ground. I mean, this was one of the most incredible QB runs I've seen in a long time. This, I think, was just phenomenal. Matthew, your number five? My number five? Uh, I, I'm going to have to agree with you there with uh, Josh Allen. Get off of me play. You don't realize how good of a play it is until you watch it back again and, and again and, and again. And you see how strong Josh Allen is. All right, um, let's go to number All right, four. Our number four, the Josh Allen of running backs, Derrick Henry's monster stiff arm versus Josh Norman, where you all know the play. He just threw him to the ground. This was nasty. Now, my number four is the Alvin Kamara screen pass against the Green Bay Packers. He he basically trotted to the end zone and trucked about three defenders in the process. Yeah, he broke it, eight tackles. It was absolutely ridiculous, but I think that the Derrick Henry stiff arm was a bit better, so it's just a little bit of a spoiler there. Evan? All right, my number, number three? three is the DK Metcalf chase down tackle of Buda Baker. Now, the fact that DK Metcalf managed to accelerate that much for that much of a distance to catch Buda Baker, who is not a slow safety, he is definitely one of the faster players in the game. DK Metcalf, just such good effort on that play. He did not give up. I think he went 22 miles an hour on that play. Incredible effort. That's my number three play. So at at number three, I've got the Derrick Henry stiff arm that, that Evan just mentioned. Oh, the memes that came out of that. That was a good day for for NFL Twitter. But, uh, you know, it, it was just a phenomenal play. Just Derrick Henry doing what he does best. And, it, and, and the picture was... It will never be forgotten. So, what's number yeah. two? So, my number two is the uh, previously mentioned Camara screen. I just valued that a little higher. Camara uh, is not one of the stronger backs in the game. I mean, he's, he's not weak, but, you know, he's not what you'd consider a power back. He's a lot stronger than people give him credit for. He's stronger than people think, but he's still not what you'd consider a power back. I think that was, I mean, his blocking wasn't, I mean, blocking is the key to a good screen pass, and the, his blocking just wasn't that great. The, Packer, the Packers played it too, really well, but, I mean, Kamara just played it better. I thought that was our, uh, the number two play of the year. So, my number two is the DK Metcalf chase down block. I think that it is disrespectful to have that at three. That's right, three. There is no way that any other play besides one is better than Superman chasing down a guy who is running 20 miles an hour. 
He chased him down, had a 10, as Buda Baker had a 10-yard head start, and DK Metcalf took 80 yards to catch up to Buda Baker. It was ridiculous. We have never seen something like that before, and we never will again. That is why it it's my number two, except for... All right, are you number unanimous one. number one play of the year? I think you all know what's coming, folks. This is pretty obvious. Uh, the most recent one on this list, the DeAndre Hopkins Hail Mary catch over three Bills defenders. It was on- absolutely ridiculous. It's the it's yeah. actually the first Hail Mary since uh, since Aaron Rodgers just chucked it up to Richard first Rogers completed in 2015. Hail Mary. Yes, yes. First, com- first So completed. that's five years ago. The last time a play like this has been completed. This is just, oh my. That w- this will definitely stand the test of the rest of the season to maintain the best play of 2020. This, um, honestly, this is just incredible. Fo- the, he went over three defenders and hung out into the ball. It was a great commercial for Jordan Brand, too, since he was wearing the Jordan gloves and, and they were over every other player, which is just, it's just ridiculous. The future Hall of Famer, he just went up and made... He, just made, he made a future Hall of Famer play. There are some plays that you watch live, and, and you know, I will never f- forget that. I was lucky enough to watch that play live. I will never forget it. It was, it was phenomenal. Yeah, that, that one's incredible. All right, so our next segment in our... The next part of the yeah, segment. Yeah, our next part of our Around the NFL segment is our midseason awards. Matthew, why don't you start this one off? All right. Let's go with the biggest one of them all, the most... Valuable player. So, I think that the most valuable player for this season so far is Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Okay, and so here's why. He he isn't the favorite currently. Like, there are other guys who Evan will probably talk about that are more prevalent in the conversation. But, and so Rodgers has been having a phenomenal season. He has a 116.4 rating. His touchdown to interception ratio is 26 to three, and he's doing this with a mediocre offensive line. And take out Devontae Adams, who's one of the best wide receivers in the league. He has nothing. He has Robert Tanyan. What's with you and Robert Tanyan? (laughs) Didn't you pick him up in fantasy? No. No, but... And so Rodgers has just been absolutely phenomenal. He has elevated the Packers to a level that he hasn't been playing at since 2012, maybe. And, you know, here's something that goes over a lot of people's heads. It's the most valuable player award. It's not the best player award. We remember what happened in, was it 2018 when Rodgers went down with that collarbone injury? I think that was, it was 2017 or for 2018, the Packers went 8-8 eight and eight with arguably the most talented roster in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is the Packers currently, and their defense isn't, isn't doing enough to support him, but he is the reason that they are going to claim the, the number one seed in, in the NFC, and he is so valuable to that team, it's just incomparable to any other player. All right, so my MVP pick, yes, it's a flashy pick. I picked Mahomes for MVP this year. Uh, he has a 25 to one touchdown to interception ratio, which far, so far, which is spectacular. One interception with the amount of deep balls he throws is just unheard of. Now I know the Chiefs have a flashy offense. 
They're 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 big play oriented. They're bound to ha- their quarterback is bound to you know have big plays, but no quarterback can make the throws that Mahomes split makes consistently every week. He throws perfect 50-yard bombs. Perfect. The Chiefs' offense could not work with any other quarterback because of Mahomes' arm strength and accuracy. Honestly, it's it's really seen nowhere else in the league. Now, we have some uh, honorable mentions also. For MVP, yes. yes. We have Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. who was the favorite up to uh, until a couple weeks ago when he really just took a sharp decline. Mm-hmm. That, that's mainly because of the Seahawks' atrocious defense just yeah. forcing him to do everything. But if, but if he can regain his uh, previous form, we think he can get mm-hmm. back into this serious running. Um. Another guy who is also in the running is Kyler Murray. He, he's been having quietly a phenomenal season. His pure numbers have been better than, than Lamar Jackson up to this point last season. And he's not playing at, at 2019 Lamar Jackson level, but he's still playing phenomenally. And I think he is really worthy of a mention for MVP. Yeah, and uh, our last uh, mention is going to be uh, Josh Allen here. Who, uh, I don't like Josh Allen. I don't Matthew, like him. Matthew's not a fan of Josh Allen. I'm a Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I'm a Josh Allen hater, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. So I, I think Josh Allen. I mean, wow. His strength, his, I mean, his physical strength, such as seen as the, uh, in the, uh, angry run, in the angry run. His arm strength, as seen every single week, and just his leadership is incredible. I mean. I think I'm a huge Josh Allen fan, and I think he isn't being considered enough for these kinds of uh, mentions. I think he's being considered too much. He's too inconsistent, and his stat, and he's he's a stat guy. He puts up the stats kind of like what Dak Prescott was, but and, and, and Dak is better than Josh Allen because Dak is actually consistent, and he can make accurate throws. Allen can run and has a good arm, and sometimes he's accurate. That's not enough to win MVP for me, but... Let's move on to Offensive Player of the Year. So, Offensive Player of the Year, I have Alvin Kamara. Um, I, I, I don't think I really have to explain this one too much. Like, he is a phenomenal player, and an Offensive Player of the Year, the, the, the MVP is for the quarterback, the Offensive Player of the Year is for the running back slash receiver. The skill position. Yeah. Now, um, Kamara, when Michael Thomas... Went down, he was the, the Saints offense. He, yeah, especially because um, Drew Brees was playing really poorly in mm-hmm. the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, and he his stats that he has put up are just absolutely gaudy. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and people can argue that's because of the volume he gets. The fact that he's able to sustain that volume through 10 weeks... And he's still successful is amazing to me. I, I don't understand how he does it. He's a wide receiver and a running back at the same time. Yeah, I mean, he, it, it definitely says something that last week was considered a down week for him, and he had five receptions. Mm-hmm. Consistently, he'll get eight plus receptions a game, which mm-hmm. is just incredible. That's just all right. So I respect Kamara a ton. I think he is uh, a dark horse for our non QB MVP award, but um. I my personal offensive player of the year, uh, so far is Dalvin Cook. Oh, for Christ's sake! Dalvin Cook, oh my God, five and a half yards per attempt. I mean, that that has to be, you know, top three in the league right now. Twelve touchdowns, almost a thousand rushing yards, through 
10 weeks. He's on track for a monster year. I mean, he he has had like he's had uh he had consistent like 150 plus yard uh rushing yard games. Kamara just doesn't put up those kinds of rushing yards and he's a running back, not a receiver. So, yeah, so I mean, really Dalvin Cook, he kind of and Kirk Cousins is not a terrible quarterback, but he doesn't really add anything to his to his team. He just kind of distributes the ball. And so Dalvin Cook is really the reason why the uh, why the Vikings are on the uh, or why they're getting better now. Okay. Dalvin Cook, he has had four games where he has been above 100 yards from two of those. No, sorry, five. Two of those games have had 200 yards or more from scrimmage. You you can't say that he's the best offensive player. The offensive player of the year is for the best offensive player. Alvin Kamara has been ridiculously consistent and putting up basically the same numbers that Dalvin Cook has. It, and he has he has done the same thing consistently. Evan, I just don't see how you can think that Dalvin Cook has been a better player this season than, than Alvin Kamara. It just doesn't make sense to me. All right, we're going to move on now. <laughs> after that, to our heated to the, after rant. That heated debate, to our uh, defensive player of the year picks. My defensive player of the year pick up to this point so far has been Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. My oh my, has he been a disruptor? Miles Garrett may have less sacks than other players. Seven and a half, still spectacular, but maybe not as much as other players. But the impact that he makes on the game, he's must-see TV every time he walks on the field. I mean, there, there, you can't really argue against it. I mean, he, he really just, he changes everything around him, and he, he really just can't be stopped. I'm sorry, not seven and a half sacks. He's nine and a half sacks. You know, I, and four forced fumbles. So actually, I can argue against that, and that's with Aaron Donald, who he is, um, he's must-see TV, as as he said. Look, I respect Miles Garrett. He's easily the runner-up, but Aaron Donald's just Aaron Donald, and there's no other way to put that. If you watch the tape, he's, he's not human. He is absolutely ridiculous. He commands quadruple teams, and he beats them sometimes. He pushes over 350-pound offensive guards. He he absolutely destroys quarterbacks. He's just been an absolute monster this season, as he has been every season. And I think that he's deserving of Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. Now, if it, if they had exactly the same stats, I can see why somebody would pick Aaron Donald. He's a name pick. I mean, he's already won it twice. It seems easy to give it to him again. But unfortunately for him, the stats aren't the same. Now, Aaron Donald has not had a bad have, he's not had a bad season. He's obviously had a great season, and really, he's just putting up Aaron Donald numbers, which are nine sacks and three forced fumbles. Unfortunately, Miles Garrett had just had a better season. He's had another half sack, uh, another forced fumble, how much, and, and and eight more tackles. Okay, how much of a difference does that really make when Aaron Donald sets his team up for for? Uh, for those extra sacks, those extra force fumbles, those extra tackles that that Miles Garrett is getting because he's the only person on that Cleveland defense who is capable of of getting to the quarterback. Aaron Donald forces 
other teams to scheme completely around him. And, and, and teams just don't do that for Miles Garrett. You're they able, do, though. You're, you're able to stop him with, with a double team, and if not a triple team, you can't stop Aaron Donald with a quadruple team. He is ridiculous. He is a game wrecker. I, I just don't see how Miles Garrett you can't view him as my as the best Aaron Donald is a very close runner up, but Miles Garrett is the true game wrecker. Aaron Donald, the reason he's setting his team up for so many other sacks and the reason people see him in that way is because he has the royalty of having such a, a better than average defense. Miles Garrett doesn't really have a better than average defense around him. He is the Browns' defense. Does that make it so that Miles Garrett doesn't get the the double and triple teams? Like he he still gets this, but Aaron Donald gets absolutely smothered by every single offensive line on every single play, and he still puts up basically the same Miles numbers Garrett as Miles Garrett does get double and triple teamed because there's no one else on the defensive line, with the exception of maybe Sheldon Richardson on run plays. That commands the same respect as him. I there's mean, nobody in the league who commands the same respect or near the same respect okay. as Aaron Donald. But they, the, when you play against the Rams, sure you game plan for Aaron Donald, but you have to you have to account for the rest of their pass rush and the rest of their defense. Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, John Johnson. I mean, can you name one notable player on the Browns defense that's been doing well this year? Well, is Greedy Williams still playing? <laughs> He's not playing well. I mean, I mean, he's, maybe he's, maybe, he's, maybe he's playing well and for Greedy Williams, but not no. not, not thrown at Greedy Williams. Not okay. league standard. All right, let's move on to offensive player of the year. So me and Evan have come to a consensus on on this one. Offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Yes. Uh, my apologies. Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. My oh my! Thrown into the spotlight after Tyrod Taylor have got his lung, lung punctured by the team doctor. Uh, okay, I, I just have a conspiracy about that. It was Justin Herbert who paid off the doctor no, no, <laughs> to no. puncture the We all know that's not true. No, that's Justin, not true, but... <laughs> Justin Herbert... The best had, conspiracies are the craziest. Yes. <laughs> Justin Herbert has been spectacular this year. I think he has 29 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Something like that. In 8 games. It's ridiculous. I think. He, he's been phenomenal. And he's made great... He's made... Uh, he, some plays he looks like Mahomes, like his back foot plays, and he's six six in plays six six. He run, he doesn't get enough credit for his rushing ability, but he's relatively fast and bowls over people just like Josh Allen. He, he elevates that Chargers offense to his level. The Chargers only have a minus nineteen point differential, and, and so people look at their record and automatically dismiss them as a bad team they aren't a bad team and the reason that they're losing these games is be- not because of justin Herbert. it's because of, of their defense and and Ke- and while keenan allen and and mike williams are are great are great wide receivers they would not be at this they would not be correct. the same without, Ty- he with elevates, Taylor. he elevates the entire offense to his level i'm just excited to see him play a full season with austin eckler no, i'm excited for that no disrespect to tyra taylor but the chargers would not be the same team without with uh, Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Mm-hmm. He Tyrod Taylor is just a different kind of player, and it doesn't really suit the char- the way Chargers play. All right, we're going to move on to our defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I have Patrick Queen down as the defensive player or, or defensive rookie of the year. I keep on doing that. Sorry, uh, and that's just because he has been the anchor of a really good Ravens defense. Like 
the Ravens are struggling a bit, but they're still a strong defense. Like, he has, um, he has 61 tackles this season, and, and, and 43 of those are, are solo. And he has five Q, he has five QB hits and two fumbles recovered. He has been a phenomenal player, and if you watch the tape, he's, he's smart, he's quick, he's strong, he is the full package. I, I kind of hope the Eagles would pick him at, at 21, because they could really use some linebacker help. But, um, yeah, he, he, he's been a phenomenal player. He's really just, uh, he's a great player, and I, I love Patrick Queen. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do next in his career. But Patrick Queen is playing up to the expectations of a good first-round pick. Everyone, when he was picked, said, oh, this is going to be a great player. Everyone knew he's going to do spectacularly. Now, my pick for, I mean, kind of a surprise um, player is Antoine Winfield Jr., who was a second-round pick, yet has exploded onto the team as the Tampa Bay, uh, exploded onto the scene as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' star safety. I mean, he had, so far this season... He's not a huge stack guy. He has two, two sacks, 34 solo tackles, a forced fumble, a pick, and I think four passes defended. It's not bad, but if you look, he covers so well for a safety especially. He has mid-tier quarterback co cornerback coverage skills at safety, plus his better-than-average hit power and his, his ability to really just, you know, anchor that that uh the end of that defense that you know levante david and shaq barrett make teams throw far and then they regret it when they see antoine winfield okay um antoine winfield has been great but this isn't the exceed expectation awards this is the best defensive rookie and i think that that's patrick queen but let's move on to comeback player of the year i mean i've also come to a consensus this, on this me and matthew will be very angry if this is not a consensual pick among the the league voters, it should be just unanimous. Yes, there's no doubt. This about has it. to be unanimous. Alex Smith for comeback player of the year. If he stopped playing and retired today, he should still be comeback player of the year, and mm -hmm. the award should be named to Alex Smith comeback player. He of the year. almost died. He's throwing for 400 yards. Do I have to say anything more than that? He, Rename the, the award after the him. The fact that he walked on the field guaranteed him the uh, comeback player of the year. And his first game, it was against Aaron Donald, too. So I mean, there's not really yeah, much I mean, of a He's taken tougher. a lot of hits. The Washington O-line is not great. He's taken a lot of hits so far, and the fact that he's gotten up after everyone is more impressive. I, every time. I watch his game. I watch the Washington football games. Like a concerned mother, because I'm afraid that he's going to get hurt. But, all right. Yeah, I mean, me and Matthew don't even need to talk about stats this time, because, mm. I mean, it's, it's just a story. Yeah. All right. And our, now for the final one, the coach of the year. Our boy, Brian, Brian Flores. Flores. Okay, me and Evan love the Dolphins. We um, all right, pledged you, our allegiance yeah. to, to the Dolphins All right, you last all know year. we're huge Eagles fans. Eagles are our team. Mm-hmm. But if we if the Eagles didn't exist, we'd be we'd be we'd be diehard Dolphins fans. Oh, we love the Dolphins. I mean, and Ryan like, Fitzpatrick is one of our favorite players. And, and, of all and by the way, we aren't bandwagons because we 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 actually we were uh, fans of them last year. Yes, we have a we have proof that we were fans mm -hmm. in uh, August mm -hmm. before the season even started when they were expected to be worse in their division. Now they're better than the Patriots. And now they're better. They have a case. 
that they're better for than the Bills, which I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not, not sure about that. Not but, really. But they're definitely a, they are a wild, wild card, card team, which is amazing because their roster is they is had within, the fifth pick in the draft last year, and their roster is in the bottom third in terms of talent. And Brian Flores is just a phenomenal coach. Yeah, I, we, I saw we love Brian, what Brian, Brian Flores has done with the team. Tua was a great pick. He's really been panning out over the games he's playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really just knows how to game plan, and we think he's really just a phenomenal coach and deserves. For the turnaround he's had with his team this year, he deserves Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into the power rankings. Oh, we are going to exciting. give the top 10. We're going to start at 10 and count down to 1. Just, um, wait, are our power rankings the same? No. They're, our power the rankings first are not are the same. Are, All right. Are, are, so are, are, we're going to start. 10 and 9. We're going to start with number 10. Uh, the Dolphins. I mean, this is obviously Under a stretch. And nobody else would put the Dolphins at 10. But we really, I mean, the potential is there. And they, if, I mean. And also, it's. It, it's, it's not out of the question for them to be, uh, you know, to make it to the divisional round of the playoffs. It's the, not out of the question. The other, the other teams who could slide in at 10 are the Titans and the Colts. And no. Yeah. We're going to pick them I mean, up. Not really. All right. Oh, uh, don't be concerned that we don't have the Eagles on our list. We love the Eagles, but we're just really concerned about them right now. Yep. We'll get into that later. Yep. All right. So, um, number nine. We both have the Seahawks, who, who up until this point were top five teams. We're top, top three five. teams. Top three teams. Up until a couple weeks ago, that then we realized we're, that, that then Russell we, Wilson is human and their defense is... That, then we remembered that they have a defense. Don't have that, a that, defense. That, well, yeah, then we remember that Russell Wilson isn't the entire roster. Mm. I mean, the offense is, I mean, not really their offense, their passing attack. Their quarterback is exceptional. Well, and Tyler Lackman and DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. We both loved them. Uh, but, I mean, that's really their whole team. They're, they're, well, their offense is, is what's keeping them in the top 10. Their defense is really disappointing in letting them down. Mm-hmm. All, right, All right, number eight. All right, Evan. Do you, you want right. to start with this one because yeah. I'm probably gonna get mad at you. Yeah, my, mine's a little bit of a, a different one here. I actually have the Ravens at eight. It's ridiculous. Now, the Lamar Jackson. I mean, a lot of people expected a down year because you can't really record those stats twice. But I mean, his the passing attack of the Ravens has been really underwhelming. We expected Lamar Jackson to keep progressing as a passer, and really, he's just stopped dead in his tracks. Their rushing attack is phenomenal. It's top three, but that's, I mean, okay. They're not winning these close games, and their defense is great, but it's not wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you're wrong. The, the Ravens are still a top five team, and you'll see that in my rankings. And that's because of the defense and, and Lamar Jackson. Look. We all knew that he wasn't going to follow up to the MVP season that he had last year, and that's impossible to put to put up the stats that he had again. Yeah, teams but, know how to game plan for you. Then. Mm-hmm. But first of all, teams know his plays. He's he said publicly that, that teams are calling out the Ravens' plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and the fact that he's still putting up numbers and remaining competitive in, in games against a lot of close teams. I, I think that, that people are underrating him again. We're going through the underrated, overrated stage. Under, underrated, really. 
uh, the player who won unanimous MVP last year. He's underrated for for this year. He's kind of being tossed aside, but I, but he's still playing. Right, who's still your number eight? Good who's season. your number eight pick? I have the Bills at, at number eight. I don't like the Bills, but I have I have to give them something, right? I I, I got to give them the eight spot because their defense is good. Josh Allen, uh, he, he's a good quarterback. I, I said it's hard to say. I, <laughs> that was really tough to say, and. Um, and Stefan Diggs has been having a phenomenal season. He's been one of the best wide receivers in the league, which has been overlooked so far. Yeah, so, he has the most reception this year. But I, I still don't see them getting past the second round. No, Our, I, I, I love the Bills. I The Bills am my number seven. There's only one ahead of me. Yes, um, they are seven and three. Should be eight and two if DeAndre Hopkins hadn't pulled a DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> they, they were one play away from being eight and two. They're seven and three. They lead their division. They're better. They're better. They're beating the Patriots, who have been, a, who have you know, really nobody's contested them for years. And Bills have been slowly building up over the past couple of years, one of the best rosters. And I mean, they're really just. This is their coming out season. They're they're really. Josh Allen. I I, prior to, uh, contrary to what Matthew says, I love Josh Allen. I think he's a great quarterback and is filled with potential. Uh, Stefan Diggs has been playing wonderfully. It was a great trade for them. It's a great uh, their defense is not playing up to expectations, but it's not terrible. Still a good defense. It, it's better than it's it's better than average, but it's not what they expected. But their offense is their offense is cooking. Their offense is cooking. I have them at number seven. I just want to re- remind you that before the season, you said that Trey White is better than Stefan Gilmore. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. Last year, I think he was. Not this year, but uh, at at number seven, I have the Cardinals because they they have just been really, really, really good against a tough schedule too. And Kyler Murray has been exceptional. He's putting up the same numbers as Omar Jackson. I mentioned that earlier. Oh, we're but, just gonna um, make a comment here that um three out of the four NFC uh, NFC West teams. Could, uh, have a case for top 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this, this it's really just how you put them in order. 49ers are not... No, the 49ers, are, the 49ers are not a very good team. But, All right, um, so back, back to your Cardinals debate. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, they have DeAndre Hopkins, who's been the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. He's been absolutely exceptional and the highlight of, of the season for any player, and, and him also, the highlight of, of his career is that Hail Mary at, at the end of the Bills game, which is just... Absolutely mind-boggling, but the Cardinals' defense has been above average. Like Chandler Jones and Buda Baker have been good anchors to that team, and and I think that they're a, a pretty good team. Uh, I'm not gonna really comment much on my number six pick. I also have the Cardinals. Everything that Matthew said, Kyler Murray is is uh, progressing at a high rate. Uh, he's gonna be one of the top quarterbacks. Uh, in the league for years to come. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. DeAndre Hopkins is just pulling DeAndre Hopkins every week. Uh, and, you know, their defense is better than expected. I, I really love the Cardinals. I have them at number six. Matthew? All right. My number six are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can be overrated, but still good. The Bucks are not a top five team. I'm just going to say it, but they're still a good team. And, and Tom Brady's is still a good quarterback. Uh, they still have phenomenal weapons, and and their defense is still good. Like, even though because of the Tom Brady factor, they're being overrated. I, I still have them in at number six. Yeah. So from 
Now we're going to move on to number five. Uh, my number five is actually the New Orleans Saints, who were very disappointing to start the year. They were a lot of people's Super Bowl favorites, but I think they've really turned it around. Uh, I mean, they've learned to live without Michael Thomas. Uh, we we love Taysom Hill. We love Taysom Hill. We love what he's done for that team. He, I mean, he he's he's. I mean, I don't really know what to call him. He's just he's great. I mean, we love Taysom Hill. We don't like Jameis Winston, by the way. No, we don't like Jameis Winston though. Uh, we think uh, Alvin Kamara, obviously, Offensive Player of the Year candidate. Uh, one of the best backs in the league, arguably the best. Uh, and their, I mean, their defense is holding themselves together. I think they're the number five team in the league. For once, I'm going to agree with you. At number five, I have the Saints, too. At, I, I'm just excited to see what's going to happen when Michael Thomas gets back to half of where he was last year when he won Offensive Player of the Year. So I'm just excited for this team, and I think that they are a real, contender a really now. good contender. All right, uh, number four now. I actually have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Again, overrated, but still good. I don't think they're top three, but sp uh, spare the, the uh, Saints game. They've been really, really great. Tom Brady's worked well into their system. Uh, I mean, he's kind of drawing on some famous Winston traits with the pick sixes, but he's definitely an upgrade. And, uh, I mean, Gronk's been decent. Uh, Antonio Brown was a nice addition. Uh, Mike Evans has been... Mike Evans is Mike Evans. Chris Godwin is great. Their defense is top five, argue, uh, top ten, arguably top five. And, uh, I mean, I just think they're, again, overrated, but still really great. All right. I have the Ravens sliding in at... At, at number four, I, I, I've already talked about them, and you can go back if if you want to hear that. But uh, you know, Lamar Jackson and the defense. That's basically all I've got to say. And if you want to hear the full thing, let's go back like five minutes. Yeah. So uh, now number three, I have the Green Bay Packers. Agreed. Who? Wow. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Just wow. Uh, one. It's hard to say it's his best. It's hard to say this is his career best because he's had. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player. He's had incredible seasons, but this is a top three season for him. And uh, he just, he's really carrying that team. Uh, Devontae Adams has been spectacular. Their defense, again, like a lot of these teams, is holding themselves together. I mean, they're, they're not going to win them any games, but I mean, they're, they're, they're going to hold themselves together. They're not going to lose a game for them. All right. I also have the Packers at three. One guy we haven't mentioned so far is Aaron Jones. He's been quietly having an exceptional season as a dual threat back. Yes, and and I think, uh, and I think well, I'm, I'm trying to trade for him in fantasy, but that's a whole different story. But I think that he is he's been having a very good season. Obviously, there's Aaron Rodgers and, and there's Devontae Adams, and that defense is average, and that's enough to to push them in, into the number three spot. Yeah, uh, number two. I have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of people are going to get mad because... I, mean, I, 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 do, I do, do you want to do our one and two at the same time? Sure. Uh, so at two, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and at one, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. People have said, what, what more can the Steelers do to push themselves into number one because winning every game hasn't been enough? Uh, well, something they could do is not come so close to teams like the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they're 9-0. and Barely. They're barely 9-0. and but obviously, you have to give you have to put some respect on that record, so that's why they're my number two team. Uh, my number one team is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I mean, it's kind of to be expected. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, everybody's just being themselves. Their defense is getting better. It's getting better. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't really do much, but they're they're trading for they're getting they're picking up uh, DeAndre Baker now. Oh yeah, uh, news today. Heard that. So hit, uh, the charges. Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Alaire was a great pick for them. He's really added a new element to their offense. A new thing to be scared of when you play the Chiefs. So I mean, Chiefs are number one. There's not really a ton to say about them, Matthew. All right, I have the Steelers at one and the Chiefs at two because what more do you want the Steelers to do than win every? single game. They're the first 9-0 team since the since the 2015 Carolina Panthers with, with MVP Cam Newton at the helm. And they are the definition of, of a complete team. That defense is number one in the league. They have big number two in the league. I believe the Colts are better. Uh, that's a debate for another day. But uh, definitely big ben, exceptional defense. Mm-hmm. Big Ben has been a top 10 quarterback this season. He has bounced back as as anyone could. If there was no Alex Smith, uh, he would be come back. James Conner has been quietly exceptional. He's been racking up yards on the ground, and I think that he's been very underrated this season. And the passing attack, it's Juju and, and Chase Claypool. I, I don't know if I can ever say that name again <laughs> after what he did. He who must not be named to the Eagles. But uh, he's, he's a phenomenal wide receiver, and that team just has so many weapons, and it's so good. The Chiefs are... Without a doubt, the, the number two. But uh, I, I just think the Steelers are, are just a better team. They're a more complete team, mainly because of that defense. Yeah, there's really not a lot to say about the Chiefs. They're the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, oh my, oh my, those Eagles. What, <laughs> what are we going to do? All right, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to the Philly Sports Fans Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to reach out, you can reach us at phillysportsfans1 at gmail.com. That's P-H-I-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S-P-H-A-N-S-1 at gmail.com, fans spelled with a P-H. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.